Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'll only be a minute. Come in with me. What is HomeSense, anyway? Look, outdoor furniture is in. Hey, that's a great brand. And it's a six-piece set. Check out this price. Are you sure that's not just the no, table? No, chairs, too. Is this an outdoor rug? It is. It's nicer than our indoor rug. Outdoor ottomans, planters, patio umbrellas. Are you seeing these prices? You save a lot at HomeSense. This is the year we love our backyard. Can I say something? Yes. I'll get the truck. And that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. Discover a store near you at HomeSense.com. And we try again. Sorry for that. Um, my fault. Well, I blame me. I'm the only one doing this, so it has to be me. This is the Fatback Four Daily. Um, it is on the night where Liverpool have beaten Red Bull Salzburg by four goals to three at Anfield in the Champions League group stages. This show is brought to you by Paddy Power. If you gamble or if you don't, gamble responsibly. If you do, if you don't, you don't. Try it with Paddy Power, a website, a bookies, an app, has all the specials, has all the football, has our own specials sport everything else beyond that so um yeah that's all i have to say on that so with me tonight is damo flood damo's being a regular on the show and will continue to be so over the next coming weeks and months as the season goes on damo uh that was just off the wall mad game wasn't it um couldn't remind you of the the liverpool from four or five years ago when we were kind of susceptible to these types of games and you'd be kind of watching through uh from behind the couch when you're training up, wondering are we going to blow this? 
you know, when you got the tours, you were kind of thinking that. Um, but it's, uh, I, I suppose these types of games can be expected with the way we play. Um, we either buy into it or we don't. And we'll probably come up against teams that will do this to us, especially if they play. They're very good in the final third of the pitch. And when they were kind of getting 3v3s and, and kind of overloads there, they were always going to cause us problems. In saying that, I don't think we managed it too well. But listen, we'll, we'll, we'll take the 4-3 tonight. We've got three points. I just would have rather a bit of an easier game going into uh, the game against Leicester on Saturday. Yeah, you know something, just just before we get into the madness of it all, the team surprised me a little bit. Only one change, which was enforced with Mata being out and Gomez having to come in. The midfield stayed the same, the forward line stayed the same. Did that surprise you at all? It did, considering uh, we've got Leicester coming on Saturday, which to me, I, I know tonight is a massive game. We had to win after losing our first game. But Leicester, to me, it, it's all about the Premier League leadership. Um, we, we should be really focused on having our best 11 on the pitch every Saturday. And bear Matt in that side tonight, that probably is our best starting 11. And we're looking at. So you'd want as many of them fresh come, come Saturday. It was a perfect game, I think, to, to probably bring, give Kate even another 70 minutes under his belt or even get one of the other lads, Ox, into the team. Um, I was surprised there was only the one change and then to see that, that it was Gomez. I thought it was a, a bit of a strange, Set up. Now maybe Klopp was thinking, let's get the game put to bed early and we get three lads off, uh, with, with kind of 25 minutes to play. He probably didn't envisage looking at this being three all at, at, a, at an hour gone. Um, so maybe he was thinking that way, but I, I would have much preferred to see maybe one or two others get rotated tonight. Yeah, look, I, I would, I thought a midfield change, um, might have been there, maybe a Henderson or Ronaldo to drop out and maybe a Milner and add a stretch of Keita to come in, but, they go at what they go at, and to be honest with you, the first 30 minutes, bar them having the odd sniff, I thought we were sublime. Um, overall sublime. Some of the football we played, you know, even when the fullbacks had to switch over after a, a set piece, I thought we were just, we looked absolutely on fire. When we go 3 nil up, we go through the goals in a minute, but when you're 3 nil up, Damon, you're thinking, ah, here we go. Listen, this could be 4 or 5 and it's a stroll. And we do what you've just suggested. Uh, suggested? That didn't come out right. Yeah. Suggested. Um, and we go and we take off 2 or 3 on the 70 minute mark or 65 minute mark and everyone's happy. Everyone goes home and it's 3 points for Liverpool. Yeah, like, there's no two ways about it. We, we were, we had an excellent kind of start to the game. We, we were on for the ball was moving quickly. We were getting, Doing exactly the way we want to play and the way we want to see us play, and it's exciting to watch that when, when we're playing at that level. I do kind of say that Salzburg were a big kind of part of us playing the way we did because stupidly they come on to us, and that's what we thrive on. Um, and there was gaps all over the place for us to play in. As soon as we went three up, they made a little small tactical change, um, which made them a little bit more solid. They weren't going to kind of bomb us forward as much as they were. Where I think I said this about the Napoli game, where we probably should have looked at, at 70 minutes and taken a point. We should have looked just to kill this game off and maybe pick them off another one or two uh, instead of just keeping going toe for toe with them, which kind of suited them a little bit because they liked us to come on to them as well because of the lads they had up front. They had a bit of pace and they had a good touch about them and a good movement. So they would have liked to isolate Gomez, uh, Van Dijk and the lads, especially with... Uh, the two fullbacks going to push on as high as they did. So I, I do think Salzburg played exactly into our hands for the first half an hour and we, we, we blitzed them. 
But as soon as they made the little change, I think we should have been a little bit more savvy there and said, let's just kill this game off till halftime and not let that happen. And even going into the second half, we didn't react. We still tried to go on to them and tried to bash them. And it, it wasn't going to happen. That's why we needed to kind of say, right, now let's keep ball for a while, run these off the park, and we'll pick them off uh, for one or two. So, uh, yeah, I, I think frustratingly we didn't manage the game like we should have at maybe 3-1 or 3-0. You can probably look at it and say, well, we're going to keep going at you. But at 3-1, you're kind of saying, right, let, let's just tread water here for a little bit. Let's keep the ball, keep popping it around. And we didn't. We just kept going at them. And it became like a two boxers slugging each other in the middle of the ring, you know. Yeah, you, you know what? Like the the the, um, the the comments are absolutely flying in here on the chat. I am trying my best to keep up with them, keep them coming, and um, I'll I'll try keep a note as 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 we go along. Kev Sullivan said he felt at half time we although we well I felt we played very well on the ball at times, brilliantly on the ball at times. Kev Sullivan felt at half time that that we were sloppy. Um, at times, and and I have to agree with him. Uh, looking at the first half, like I thought, and I will promise I will go through the goals and stuff like that. But just the, the talking points around the first half demo, I thought Gomez was poor. Um, I thought he was poor positionally. Um, I thought he, they were they were launching the ball down the side of him at every given opportunity for the man to run onto, and he seemed to be leaving himself very exposed. His passing was off um, from very early on. I thought Gomez was poor. I thought Henderson was poor. I thought he was trying to be too clever at times instead of just taking it and moving it on and, and do what he's there to be doing. We, we've said lots of times, I have anyway, that you know this midfield is functional and it's all about winning the ball, playing it simple, playing it fast and, and going from there. Firmino, although he's there to you know facilitate and you know, score goals and, and, and create chances. I thought at times he was trying a little bit too hard with flicks or, or little one-touch, you know, passes when it would have been safer to just take the ball and, and move it. You know, and, and I'm not saying go boring, Damo, uh, but I'm talking about just even though it might be 100 miles an hour, it's no harm to, to take a ball and just, just pass it around for even 30, 40 seconds and slow it back down. You know, that kind of way and keep con- and control and manage like you said. Yeah, I, I definitely think that, and I think the lads probably got caught up in the moment as well. Like when you're, when you're treating it up and the crowd is behind you, and it's Champions League night. I'm sure they get a semi on them as well. You know, they, they want more goals and they want to try the flicks and the tricks and the whole lot. And and, and that's that, that's fine if they're coming off, and it, it's great if we thump them five or six nil. But as soon as they get one back, I thought we should have tried to manage the game a little bit better after that, and I don't think we did. Um, I'd agree with you on Gomez. Um, I haven't been a fan of Gomez for a while. I think he's, I think he's the type of player who relies a lot on his pace. Um, I, I remember he played at right back, and I, I didn't like him as a right back. Uh, one because he doesn't offer what Trent does because he doesn't get forward. But what kind of I didn't like about him <clears throat> mostly at right back was. He was susceptible to the ball being caught over the back of him. And when he took in to cover whoever the centre half was, <clears throat> he was very susceptible to that ball being clipped in behind him. And he was always caught under it. And now I've noticed this has crept into his game as a centre half as well. Um, if you watch both goals that they get second half, now a lot of people look at that and say Trent isn't hooked around. But Gomez isn't aware either time of where that man is. And a really good centre half, if, if you watch Van Dijk the opposite side, He's his body half torn out and he'd be watching over his shoulder to see is there a runner coming 
where the man is and he'll want to know where his fullback is, where Gomez is oblivious to it. And that's a flaw in this game that he has at the minute that he needs to get out of it if he wants to be a centre-half uh, for a long period of time at Liverpool Football Club. Um, because I, I, I'm sure Klopp is going to see that. Um, the, 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 that's simple defending for a centre-half. And if he uh, continues to make them same mistakes in games, I'm sure Liverpool will look at a player that won't make them same mistakes in the game that can come in and cover from Matip and Van Dijk. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not questioning Gomez's quality, and I, I have said on numerous occasions that for me he's a centre back and shouldn't be near right back. I stand by that, and I will always stand by that until the day Joe Gomez leaves leaves Liverpool or plays his last game for them. You know, and I'm not questioning his ability. I just felt Joe Gomez to me looked like a player that hadn't played a lot of football. That's what he looked like. You know, just 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 that yard, Damo, where. He's, that ball is going down the side so many times in the first half, and just just to say to himself, do you know what, I, I can't I, I can't give myself like he's very fast. Don't get me wrong, but the striker was yeah. quite fast. If he drops off two yards, okay, he's he's not keeping the line of Van Dyke, but we all know where this ball is going. If he drops off two yards, he probably heads it, intercepts it, you know, chests it down, does anything like that. You know, there's loads of there's loads of things that can happen for Gomez there. I just felt he was sloppy, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I did say throughout the game he was poor, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, look, he hasn't played an awful lot of football. I think he started on the first day of the season, and I don't think he started the game since bar the League Cup. So it's just it's just. Yeah. One of, it's he, just he, one of those where, where it can happen. He does look like the injury is taking a bit out of him. I, I, I think he's he's lost not not half a half of pace, but he seems to have lost a little bit of his pace. But I'll stand over what I said, and if you go back and look at when he played, even when he was playing the top of his game last year, he's still susceptible to that ball in behind him down the channel. Um, and he, he doesn't tend to be aware of it. Yeah, but well, I, I think I think he can be... I think anybody playing on the right side of the fence, centre half for Liverpool, will be susceptible to that ball because that's usually where teams will attack. They're not going to go near Van Dijk. He's going to win it in the air. He's going to win it on the ground. If you want to put it in behind, he'll, he'll, he'll run with you. So Liverpool are going to have to look at this ball all the time, no matter who's playing there. You know, if Van Dijk went over and played there, they'd put it down the left hand side. You know, it's it's just it's one of those things. I'll give him the I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but for me, he's going to need a couple of games to get into it. You know, um, people are saying they got really angry. Somebody said there, they got really angry, they were kicking stuff over at 3-all Mick asks, is our back line too high Leicester could have a field day, no I don't think it was I just think it was more decision making at times so we'll, we'll have we'll, it, it, it is decision making but I think Matip comes back in there and I think his decision making has improved immensely over the last over the last year anyway, <clears throat> excuse me um, but moving on a little bit Damo and um, the goals, we'll go through the goals because there's one more player I want to speak about um, from the first half, but the goals themselves Damo, the first goal Mane, um, it's a brilliant goal. He, he makes it himself along with a little bit of help from, from Firmino. But first of all, brilliant goal. Second of all, the amount of space they gave us out wide was criminal at times, wasn't it? It was. And th- th- that's what was saying to you in the, the first half an hour. We, we completely blitzed them because they, they let Trent, uh, Robertson push right on. Um, Salah and Mane had a field day in the wide areas as well. The space they were creating. And it's, uh, yeah, it was criminal what they did. But in fairness, when they went straight and down on road, like I said, they reacted to it. It was a bit late then. But they did react to it and they stopped it. And if we know the second half, they didn't give us that same amount of space to play in the wide areas. So it's, uh, yeah, the first 40 minutes, it was criminal to give us that amount of uh, space. I think they tried to choke the middle, um, which is never going to work because we have the quality out wide as well. 
Yeah, we absolutely do. Like, you know, the, that's the first goal. The second goal, best goal of the night for me. Uh, Robertson gets it at left back, charges through into midfield. A few passes are made. Henderson really hits a good, re- really good pass to, uh, Trent. It's not, not that it's an exquisite pass or it's something he, he treads through, you know, the eye of a needle, but the pace on it is perfect. Right into Trent's path, great square ball and, and, Let's be honest, Robertson's like a striker in there, getting across his man, opening his foot up and I'm settling it with, you know, straight into the net. It's, it's a, it's a really, really good goal there, isn't it? Ah, it's a brilliant goal, yeah. Like, it, it, that's what we all want to see. It's all, like, we want to see games where we're playing nice, attractive, open football, we're getting the ball, we're moving it quickly and we're, we're, we're tearing teams apart that just can't touch us and, and finishing off a move like that. So yeah, no, that, that's a fantastic goal and um, probably one of the best ones we've scored this season so far. Yeah, it was. It was a brilliant goal. It's just, just to see the, that fullback getting involved and then it goes into, I think it goes into Firmino who gives it to Henderson, who gets, gets it across to, to Trent and the square ball. So it goes through left back to the strikers, to the midfield, to the right back, to the left back. It's, it's just, it's unbelievable, it's unbelievable, you know. You, we go 3-0 up then and to be honest with you, Salzburg look all over the place. They really, really do. Again, down the left hand side, Robertson, no pressure on him. Mane just points that he wants it down the wing, gets it down, left foot across into the box. Firmino gets a decent glance and head on it. I thought the keeper was poor, parries it out. Salah doesn't qu- quite catch it well, and that's probably what does the keeper. But he makes it 3-0, and good to see Salah on the, on the, on the score sheet, isn't it? People it, were talking about his form and, and the game at the weekend. Good to see him on the score sheet. Yeah, look, he scores too tonight, but I still thought he looked a bit off the pace tonight, and I was going to just say, Mane seems to have stepped really up for us from the first goal he scored there tonight. I just, the fella just excites me as soon as I see him. He, every time he gets the ball, he looks like he's going to do something. And that's what Salah used to do for us. And at the moment, it's like, I don't know if he's trying too hard at the minute and things aren't coming off him. Listen, I'm not fearful that there's, there's that in Ramit Salah or there's that in long term. This is just a little bit of a rough form that he's in at the minute. He'll come out of this, um, like, like all the footballers do. Um, but even tonight he scored the two goals it's great to see him and that'll give him great confidence going into the, the, the next couple of games but I still thought he looked a bit off the pace tonight um, a little bit sloppy he gave it away a few times Giving it away, yeah. I think there was two or three instances in the first half where he comes in off the he comes in off the right wing you know the defender is shadowing him he goes to try to hit a pass under hits or a misdirected pass and, and in fairness the two or three times he gave it away it put us under pressure because usually when he gives it away he's giving it away to it's usually a midfielder we're attacking intent for the opposition you know that ball that's cut out that he's looking for and it's and they're on the front foot it did happen a couple of times but that's always going to happen Damon when you have Salah and you know, Firmino, Mane, when they're all, they're all going to try different things. They're obviously given license to express themselves anywhere on the pitch. So that's always going to happen, isn't it? Ah, it is. Yeah. Like, we've all, we've seen for Mane and Salah, the two of them do look like to cut inside. And you're quite right in saying, if they give it away, looking for that one, two, or it's nipped off them as they cut inside, you've got a midfielder that's straight at your midfield. Um, and, and they can counter quick. Um, but, we are going to always suffer that because that's the way we play. We want them lads, as you said, to express themselves. We want them to make things happen. And this, like, to, to, to bake a cake, you break a few eggs. And, and this is what I think Klopp is willing to do to, to, to try score goals, to try get us in about teams. He's willing to give them players the license to do that. It's just at the moment, it, it, it's not coming off from as much as he'd like it to come off. But like, look at this way, he's banged two in tonight without playing particularly well. 
So th- th- that can only bode well for the future with him. Like it's, uh, it, it, this is just a temporary little rough form he's in. I wouldn't even say he's not playing well. He's just not playing at Salah levels. And I think we've just become so uh, spoiled by what he does for us. <coughs> so accustomed to does, his qualities. Exactly. When it doesn't, when he doesn't have a nine out of ten game, people are questioning him. And then if he has another seven or an eight, people are questioning him again and, and starts to roll on. But He's doing absolutely fine. He's chipping in with assists. He's scoring goals. And he'll hit another rich vein of form again. I'm quite sure that. Won't, won't be too far away. No. Well, we say that and he's got two tonight. So, you know, uh, a couple of people yeah. are, a couple of people I mentioned in BT Sports. Uh, McManaman was on there tonight. Owen was on. I like Crouch. Um, but Owen, I can't stand. McManaman annoys me. Um, but, uh, you know, Chris Brack says McManaman... He can't stand his commentary. Arrogant and doesn't offer anything I want to hear. <laughs> uh, North Red says some of our football tonight was sublime. So work on that and we will get this right and we will annihilate somebody down the road. I'm going to touch on that a bit when, when we're talking in the second half, but just, just to finish off in the first half demo, um, they get one back. Again, we lose the ball. Sloppy. He gets down the inside left channel. Van Dyke for once dives in and I think he does it because earlier in the game that guy has a shot. I think it's that guy. Uh, yeah, he has he shot he has a shot of his left foot that Adrian saves at the near post. Van Dyke tries to, you know, work out what he's going to do and try block it. He turns him lovely. He turns him yeah. lovely and he buries it. And the, the Ari, it's not a goal you like to see conceded, but my God, the reaction on Twitter at half time was just un- unbelievable. Like United fan pages. You know, going on about Van Dijk being destroyed by Red Bull Salzburg, like it was, it was, it, it's just mad the levels he's at, isn't it? It is. Like, when you think about that, if you're watching any game there tonight and you see that goal, you say, fucking good goal, that. Yeah. You know, sloppy from Henderson. Um, he's given it away at a time in the game, as we, we said earlier in our conversation, we needed to just manage it out till half time. He tries to play a little clippy one around the corner. We get caught, we get done. And um, you're dead right. Van Dijk has come across. And he's tried to read what that player's going to do. And because he's taken the shot early off the left foot earlier in the game, he's kind of committed. The fella does a brilliant turn. There's no two ways about it. Oh, he just, it's, it's, it's disguised brilliantly. It's disguised brilliantly. And you, you can be the best player ever to play the game. <laughs> You're going to get done with a bit of quality every now and then. Yeah, game, absolutely. You know? it's, it's madness. You, you can't blame anyone on that. that that's, put your hands up to players. It's a bit of quality there from, from the Salzburg player. And you, you can't blame the centre-half goalkeeper or anyone else. If you're starting to blame anyone, blame Henderson for clipping it around the corner instead of just keeping a nice simple one back into his full-back or opening it out and going the opposite side. Uh, but, again, that, that's that's nitpicking a little bit now at the minute, isn't it, Like, Yeah. No, it is. But to be honest with you, I felt Henderson had that kind of first half. Sometimes he was good. He was breaking stuff up. I do feel sorry for him at times because I genuinely believe he's covering right back or he's covering air right back and letting Salah, as I say, cheat the position and stay up front. So he has a lot of work on his hands. But I never fault him for his his work rate and his his, uh, selfishness or selflessness for the team. But tonight, when he was on the ball at times, I thought he was very sloppy trying to do things that Henderson shouldn't be trying to do. He's not that sort of player. He was sloppy. It was a, it was well disguised. It was a good finish. The second half comes, Damo, and, you know, I'm, I'm reading a couple of, of things. Barry Carr makes a very interesting point. He says, we need a better <coughs> way to play when we're up by such a margin. There's a fine margin between being able to do that and giving away a few at the other end. I think he's absolutely and utterly spot on with what he says there because the, the, the big thing for me in the second half is obviously we win the game, but game management... And holding on to the ball and, and not just having this, 
we're going to keep going at the attitude because for me, Damo, if you're three nil up or three one up at half time and you come out, you don't have to go for the throat start of the second half. Do you know what you can do? You can take the spirit away from them from from forty five to probably sixty sixty five. The game gets a big ragged. You step it up again and you probably put another two past them. Is our game management a little bit? And look, we're seven from seven in the league. We're through to the next year round of the league cup. We've won a European Super Cup. We're back on track in the Champions League. But is our game management at times, particularly when we go two or three goals up, is that a little not a worry? But is it something that Liverpool have to sit down and go, listen, when we're this far up, we don't need to keep going gung ho. You don't need to sit right back either, but you need to get the balance right. And that balance for me looked looked a little bit off tonight, probably way yeah. off at times. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with what he's saying there, and I, I, I said it earlier on tonight when we were talking about it. I, I, I do think we suffer a little bit of that from time to time, and I, I know people probably have a go at me for saying that because we've just gone and won so many games in a row on the spin and the whole lot. But I said it to you last week against Napoli as well. Um, sometimes you've got to take what you've got, and as you, you're, you're dead right. At three-one, if we come out second half manage that game for 15, 20 minutes. They then have to come on to us even more. And that's when we can pick them off at will. Um, but where we didn't, we come out second half and we go gung-ho against them. And we end up getting picked off. Um, so, yeah, it's probably a little bit naive for most. We probably thought we could have done it. Um, but let's give them a bit of credit. They're a decent side. And I know, speaking to fans during the week, I think some people actually genuinely feared this game tonight. Um, and I think we probably got a little bit ahead of ourselves when we were trying to look uh, against this side to think that maybe, yeah, this should be a six or seven job. But I've spoken to Francis in the last couple of days that we're genuinely worried about this side hitting us for a few goals. So although the way the game went, trying to look and then shipping the three goals and then winning 4-3, um, I still think these had goals in against us tonight. Um, and, and I know other fans that have watched it as well would have felt the same. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, let, let's let's just take the positives. The three points are in the, in the bag. Well, we've we've got our next game coming up, uh, away from home, which should be a winnable one, and uh, to get another couple of points on the board. But as Barry was saying there, I do sometimes think certain games could do with a little bit more game management, especially when when we we've got control of the ball or control of the game, uh, and and there's no need to do anything rash or madness. Yeah, you know, like people are saying, why are we speaking about this? You have to speak about it. That's part of the game. You know, we we. We can, you know, drool over Liverpool most weeks, and I do. Um, I'm a very, very optimistic fan, and I like to, I like to give credit as much possible credit as I can. But you know, so when you see little issues going on, like, um, I think it's Carl Duff says we managed the game really well at three all, and especially at four three, we absolutely did. And the funny thing is, when 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 we play games on a one nil up demo or a two one, or maybe even a three one at times, we manage it excellently. We absolutely manage it excellently. We we control the tempo. We might slow it down. We we will keep the ball. You know, someone says there, Johnny Giles always says we don't have a player that can dictate a game. I disagree completely with that. I absolutely disagree completely with that because if Liverpool went in with a little bit of a mindset and you know decided to want a slow game, Fabinho for me can control a game if he wants. He can he can get on it. He can pass it left, right, back to centre halves. He can clip them to the to the wide men like Mane, Salah. So Johnny Giles is talking completely other bullshit and has done has done for years. Um, when he's on on radio and television, that's why he's not on television anymore. Um, but it's it's we do manage it well, Damon, with three, three, and three all. I'm not going to go through the goals that they scored. They happen. 
but we do manage it well at three all and four three. It's 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 just a bigger worry for me when we, we yeah. are that far ahead and we do let it. We do, I don't know whether we just slower, you know, drop ten or twenty percent, or whether there's just the style of play we have kind of can get picked off. And if we're a bit unlucky, we can we can concede one or two and, and get ourselves in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, like it, it all depends on what Greg Klopp has had his team talk at half time. And, and what that guy says is that <clears throat> we've managed it well at 3 all and at 4 3, but why couldn't we manage it at 3 1 and not have not have the, the panic? You know, we, we, we kind of changed the way we played when it went 3 all and 4 3. We, we kind of did slow the game down a little bit and took the sting out of them a bit, I think, when it went 3 all. For us then to step, as you said, then step onto them again and we get our fourth. And then at four three, then we're able to manage them because we can keep the ball, we can suck them onto us, we can get them to commit little niggly fouls, and we can manage the game out that way. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing that at three one as well. I think that's all we're, we're saying here. We're not having. Ah no no I'm not, no you know? I don't think we are. We're, we're absolutely slamming Liverpool for tonight. No no. These things not. can happen for to, the, to the best teams. You know, to, to the I've seen brilliant brilliant sides over the years, and every now and then things just go a bit haywire and anything can happen, you know. Um, James Kelly says, why doesn't Fabinho do it when we need it? Is it is he being, is it lackadaisical? I think it's very hard for one player to go and control a game at a, in a certain way when the rest of your side is looking to go absolutely tearing up the pitch and try to score more goals. You know that way? And the funny thing is, if we, I, I, I'm on, on, of the belief that when we do slow a game a little bit and try control possession a little bit, we can pass and pass and pass, and usually at the end of it, we've opened someone up and created a chance to score a goal. You've seen us pass 20, 25 times, then bang, we hit somebody. So it's not like I'm, I'm going, oh, we can't control a fucking game, and, and we don't have anyone in midfield. Not at all. It's just, and somebody said there, we need to be tested at times. So we are probably a bit bored. You know what I mean? It's, and yes. you know what? You know what? That's, that could be it. It could be just mind switching off a little bit and, one part of the team is trying to do one thing and one part of the team is trying to do the other. Sometimes you probably just need a little break and play and say, right, lads, listen, next 10, we're, we're just going to not sit in, but we're going to slow this down and we want to keep the ball. Keep it, keep it, keep it. And if, if, um, if, you know, something comes up where there's a chance, we have to play people that can expose that and, and take advantage of that. Chris Brack says, you're not slamming them. It's constru- constructive criticism. Easy for me to say. That's exactly what it is. It's constructive criticism. When I, when I sat down and watched that match tonight, I was fucking drooling over Liverpool for the first 30, 35. I really was. Some of the play, the switches of play, you know, when Aldam getting stuck in, I thought it was, it was brilliant. Um, let me see. Chris Brack says, when the side is as good as theirs, these sort of performances are rare. So it's an opportunity to see where we can get some small gains. Damo, that's exactly it because a couple of people have mentioned in the chat as well, you know, it's, it's, um, it's nitpicking. It is nitpicking. But you know what? It, and it is in a great position to just be able to just nitpick over things rather than massive gaping holes. You know, the kind of way. So you're allowed nitpick as well, aren't you? And, and just see, you know, this should be done or, and you know something, Damo, I'll put it to you this way, Damo, if we're 3-1 up against Leicester at the weekend at half time, I guarantee you Leicester don't come back and score three goals. No, no, definitely not. Um, it, it, it's actually funny there when you hear about, like, we're nitpicking. I remember starting on one of the fourth pods and we were horrific. That's all we'd done was, it wasn't even nitpicking, we, we were slaughtering the team and we were quite right to do it at the time because um, it was, again, constructive criticism. If, if any anybody watches a game on the weekend, they have the pundits on. They don't always pick the good out of games. They will pick the bads and the little mistakes. Um, and, and sometimes I'll be watching and saying, well, that's a bit fucking harsh. And, but like, 
listen, that's what football is. You, you look for the kind of little small things to talk about uh, because we just talk about the good stuff all the time. It gets pretty boring. You know, so you, you, you try to just look for a few uh, other little things to talk about in the game as well. We, we put it again, we won the game tonight. We've probably shipped a couple of goals we shouldn't have. But I don't think we ever were really in danger of losing that game. I think even at Triola felt like we were going to win this game. Um, but like, isn't that what podcasts are about and, and what kind of yeah, you know, are about? Yeah, absolutely. And listen, I like there's there's loads of chat going on in the chat room, and you know, and there's people saying positive, negatives. You know, one of those things. And I love all that, you know. And the more debate you can get, and you will get people that say, "No, no, no, we are fine." And other people go, "No, no, we are horrendous." I'm not. I'm not one of those. I'm kind of in between. Avi Hantra has joined us and says nothing like a uh, Champions League night at Anfield. Avi, how are you, my man? I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, North Red said Origi is the perfect sub. He knows his job. Somebody else. Uh, Chris Brack says he thought the Rigi ha- sub really helped us and somebody asks why do, what do we make of two mid- midfielders being subbed off that was Carl Carl I think it was um, one I don't think Henderson was, was good enough and I, I, I will say that and I'm the biggest supporter of Henderson you'll find two I think Wijnaldum coming off was a change in the system allowing Rigi to come on a little bit like the weekend you know it's 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 just it's good I suppose it's good to see that we can make you know, you can haul a player off and go, not happening for you tonight. You can take another one off and go, listen, we're changing the system. You know, and it's a rest for both of them as well if they're going to play at the weekend. So that's not a bad thing, you know. Um, but look, Salah gets the winner demo and uh, that was a Salah finish. That's that's Salah 2017-18 for me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was kind of, he sees what's going to happen. He sees the early spots, it makes his run and then he doesn't even think about it. I, I think sometimes... Probably in the last couple of weeks, even at uh, Sheffield United the other day, he's too much time to think about the finish. Where tonight he doesn't have time to think about it. It's just he gets there and he laces it, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That that's all of him. Yeah, look, like, yeah, look. Like, uh, I'm just, I'm just watching it back there because in the box, Firmino gets that little flick on it. But you can see, you can see that Salah straight away is like, I'm on this, I'm on it straight away. There's no hesitation. There's no kind of standing around waiting. Is it gonna, is it gonna drop to me? He's straight in, and there's no messing with it. Like he has a chance in the first half where he's put through, and you're thinking he might love the keeper here. He goes to smash it. It goes, it goes wide, and you're thinking mm, a little bit hesitant there. Usually Salah would just lob the keeper or bury it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, Salah in top form just clips the keeper there and he scores. But this one here, like you said, no time to think. Ball drops, great anticipation, gets in between two defenders, smashes a pass to the goalkeeper and it's 4-3. But they were overall in the group, um, you know, two games played, three points. Napoli drew tonight, so they're on four. Salzburg are on three. Genk are on one. We're basically starting the group again here, aren't we? We're four left we, and we have Gang to play twice, uh, you know, yeah. three three wins and we're in, we're done, you know, that kind of way. So it, it kind of went for us tonight as well with, with Napoli. Now, how they didn't score is beyond me, but but a, a good result for us. And overall in the group tonight, it, it worked out really well for us. It did, it did. Like The last thing you want to do is to be chasing Napoli. Now, now you'll get through on second place. Um, like I think Gank are looking like they're going to be the whipping boys of the of the. Of the league now, I know they, they got a point off Napoli tonight, but I don't I don't see them causing as many problems over there. And um, where I'd probably be a bit more fearful going to play somebody else over there. Um, yeah, I, I think we beat Genk twice, um, and then that's basically our nine points on the board. And then if you pick another one or two up, like I think normally they say nine points will get you out of the group. Ten um, usually guarantees you. Yeah, I, 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 I said if we beat Genk twice. 
and then we can pick up one or two against. I'd, lo- I'd, lo- I'd love to win our next three. They give us twelve, get and, and we go to Salzburg with nothing really on it. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Just get it out of the way. It'd be nice to, to and it's good that like isn't don't we play Genk back to back? Yeah, we're so. away. I think we're away to Genk next, and then home. Then we're home to Napoli, and then away to Red Bull on the last day. I think. Yeah, that that'd be that's that, that's a lovely way to do it. If you can go and get your result in Genk, then get them back to Anfield. Then you're sitting on nine points, um, and then hopefully uh, Salzburg and Napoli cut each other's throat in between. You know. Yeah, absolutely, and I think Salzburg will give Napoli problems. I, really I think do. so. Yeah, yeah, I really do. I I like them tonight. Um, I thought they were a bit naive in the first half with the way they set up and gave us so much room down the sides, but they grew into it and a little couple of tactical kind of tweaks that they done. It worked out well for them. It really, really did. Um, James Kelly says, cars on a school night, Gav, you dirty animal. Yeah, mate, to be honest with you, I said to Damo at 5 to 10, Damo, I'm just going to get myself a drink and I'll be right back to you. And then I realised there was eight cans in the back of the car. <laughs> so I went and took one. Um, somebody says there they want... Um, let me see. We will top that group and give us Ramos, please. Oh, this is Real Madrid. Um, the t- Damo, did you see the two goals for Brewers last night? Sorry to go off topic, but did you see the two goals for Brewers last night? <laughs> I, only the, I only seen the fourth one. Ah, oh, mate. So the fourth I think one. I was still laughing when the second one fucking came around. So <laughs> <laughs> still laughing. So, so the fourth one, for anyone that didn't see, the, the ball's played down the left wing. It's, it's, it's centered into the, the, I think his name, I can't remember his name now, but it's centered into this guy. And he, he goes to, I think, hit it with his right foot. He kicks it off his left foot and it goes in past Courtois, right? Who subsequently was taken off a hard time, Courtois, right? Um, then the second one, Damo, right? Um, I think Real Madrid have it. Modric, he goes to just give it to the left back. This fella intercepts, it goes through and goal. But as he's running through and goal, Damo, it's like he gets matted legs and his legs start going all over the place. He's tripping over. And next of all, he just chips the keeper. It was absolutely... Go and watch it, Damo. If you type in Brewers goals on Twitter, you'll see the both of them. The second one is just fucking hilarious. But, um, yeah, I take I take Real Madrid all day if we can get out of this group and we can uh, we can get at them. We really can. Just to let you know, everyone, on the Paddy Power bets, one bet did come in tonight. It was Salah to... Sorry, it was Liverpool to win, Manny to score, and over 6.5 corners. There was, I think there was eight or nine corners in the game. So we won that. I think we only got a 10 back off it was even money or with a tenner on us so we only got a tenner in return but we're off the mark we're absolutely off the mark all we needed lads for um all we needed for what was it we needed the van dyke goal and that would have given us i think somewhere in the region of 150 quid but it didn't happen but look we're off the mark all right dennis was the player's name that played for brewers last night um so, yeah, we're off the mark. I know it's only a small amount, but it means now we're, we're, we're up and running. Um, Paddy Power better start running away, legging it, um, because we're, we're coming to get them. Um, let me see. Chris Brack says, what's the biggest scare you've seen in LFC side given in, by a smaller side in Europe? Mine was standard Asian, the Champions League qualifier. Quite an extra time winner. Yeah, Jesus, remember that. Wasn't, wasn't, um, Fellaini playing for them at the time? I think Fellaini was playing for them at the time and uh, we were we were awful away from home and we ended up winning it an extra time. Yeah, I remember that one well. Damo, just looking forward because I, I probably won't speak to you before the, the, the weekend is, is here. Liverpool play at three o'clock against Leicester um, at Anfield. People are asking, are we on are we on uh, telly? I think you'll get it on Premier Sports if you have access to that. You will get it. If you have access to NBC Sport in America, you will get it on one of those channels as well. Uh, Stephen Max says, bad bet, Gav. Listen, it was it was a bet that was suggested and it was the one that came in. So we're up and running. Um, 
but just looking forward to it, a pe- couple of people have mentioned, oh, Leicester could have a field day. Leicester will, will be buoyed by what he's seen tonight. Do you know what, Damo? I have this theory, and I don't know whether it's me being just completely off the wall. I hope Brendan Rodgers watched that tonight. I hope it gave him encouragement to come out and try to do something against us, because I think we'll rip them a fucking thunder if they do. I, I think we'll beat them anyway. Um, listen, Brendan Rodgers, he's done very well at Leicester. Um, but we've, we've seen him as a Liverpool manager. He's only going to be able to play one way, and, and that's to try come and take us on toe to toe. If he tries to come and contain us on, on Saturday, he'll fall asunder. So I'm actually looking forward to this game. I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I think they will try to play us, um, and that's what will suit us down to the ground. I don't see where this big fucking fear from Leicester's come all of a sudden. They won the league a couple of years ago and deserved this all on the season. Um, They've done well since Rodgers has come in, but I literally don't see where this big love affair has come with them all of a sudden. Um, they're still miles off us and see, and I think we'll, we'll show them that there is still a gulf between the two of us um, come Saturday. Um, and that's why I'm kind of looking forward to the game, because Rodgers will come, I think, and he'll try to take us on, and we will beat them because we've probably got the better quality to do that. I think Madison is still missing as well. He's a key link for them. Um, but on the flip side of that, if he comes and tries to contain us or manage the game, I don't think Rodgers does that particularly well. Um, and we've seen it when he was a Liverpool manager. We didn't actually do that very well as a team. Um, we, we normally came short or came a cropper when he tried to do that. And we really played well when, when he went at teams and had a go because that seems to be his main strength. So that's why I'm looking forward to the game now Saturday. I, I, don't, I, I don't fear them. I, I think we'll take them. Okay. Um you know, uh, Mick says there, he agrees with you. He says, um, that, you know, Rogers only knows how to play one way. Um, I'm not, I don't know if he knows, only knows how to play one way. I've watched him play different ways against Leicester. He sat back against Chelsea and could have been 4 0 down at half time. Then they came out and kind of had a little go at Chelsea. And then, did I say they came out against Leicester? Chelsea. Um, and they, they, they sat back and could have been 3 or 4 down first half. Then they, then they kind of come out and had a little go. Then they sat back and tried to hit them on the break and looked really, really good. So it's 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 one of those where um, I just want to see Liverpool come out and you know if you get two or three goals up here, I don't want foots off pedals. I don't want us going that gung ho. I want us to go and go. You know what? We're going to pass you off the park here and we're going to break your spirit to the point where you know we can go and put three or four more in. Somebody says there a club was going to spank a f- spank a few he- or bang a few heads tomorrow and get us in line for Saturday. Um, uh, Klopp will show, Stephen says Klopp will show, uh, Rogers why he is real LFC manager. Um, what else have we got there? Uh, what else have we got? Oh, there was one, there was one other there. That I, I, it's gone off the screen on me, but look, Damo, we've won 4 3. Mad game. They come around every so often, but I suppose the, the big positive come out is we didn't play well overall for the for not the majority but for some of the game we got caught a little bit cold but we still came out and we still won the game it's you just have to take the positives now don't you and move on and and get past Saturday and take stock again and That's hopefully it. A for me and back in the Champions League group and, and up and running exactly it could be worse if we were sitting here saying we played particularly well in during the game yeah. you know we can look at tonight and say we played brilliantly in patches we played poorly in patches and we've come out of three points and won the game. So, yeah, there's positives to take from it. There's a couple of sloppy things done tonight. But, as I've said there, I've seen us play better over the years and come away with nothing. And uh, that's more disappointing. So, 
sometimes we just have to take the wins when they come. Um, I, I watch Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, the whole lot do that for years and win titles. Yeah. And win we're yeah. not playing well. And when they weren't playing well, they were winning games. Yeah. And like, we can say we're not playing well, but let's put it this way, we're not playing bad either. Yeah. Uh, somebody says there, Andy Robertson's first Champions League goal for Liverpool. Brilliant. I, I, uh, my favourite goal for a long, long time, in fairness. Stephen Max says it was the greatest ever goal scored in the history of LFC. I would disagree. I think uh, Jordan Henderson's one away to Southampton last season was the best goal Liverpool have ever scored in their history. The fume that we didn't lose tonight is real. Uh, yeah, Mick, it probably is from opposition fans. You know, Spurs were absolutely handed their arse last night. It was fucking madness to watch that one was. I, Arsenal, United's Europa League action tomorrow, Eddie. Uh, and you have, I don't know, can anyone tell me the final score in the Chelsea game tonight? I didn't get it. 2-1 to Chelsea, I think it was. 2-1 to Chelsea, 2-1 to Chelsea. <laughs> Stephen Mack is having a chips and curry. A chips and curry. A curry chips. Curry chips, man. Uh, I don't know what they are, but he's having curry and chips. So, uh, but Stephen's drunk. He's always drunk. I love Stephen. Um, but look, before I go, we will be back tomorrow night. I think Phil is joining me tomorrow night. Now, Phil braces ourselves because Phil is going to come on and tell you that Liverpool are the worst side he's ever seen and all sorts of stuff because Phil is fucking insane. But listen, we, we'll, we'll grin and bear it at 10pm tomorrow night. Just to let you know, I'd like to thank uh, Footy Globe. They sent me a nice uh, T-shirt, uh, the Unbearables T-shirt. You've probably seen on air timeline uh, stuff from Footy Globe. They've, they've T-shirts, all different sort of designs. I ordered one off them last week. It came really, really nice. Also, I want to give a shout out to the Irish Cop. If you look them up on Twitter, they are doing um, their hoodies. They're really, really nice. I'm going to wear it tomorrow night. I'll send out a picture of it as well. But they're doing hoodies. I, I'll get the prices. I'll get all the details. But it's basically they're raising money for between themselves, the Jamie Carragher Foundation and Carragher's Bar in New York City. They've put together a really, really top drawer hoodie. I'll have all the details for you tomorrow night if you want to go and support that. That's about it. Um, Barry Carr asks, is it Phil the Serial Killer? Yes, it is Phil the Serial Killer. Um, Trev basically told everybody last week, Damo, that uh, Phil was a serial killer. I don't know if you listened back to that, but yes, it's Phil the serial killer. Uh, Ed Kemper, I think he was liking to. So um, yeah, he'll be back on tomorrow night. Last thing before I go, tickets. Tickets for Saturday. I've seen uh, Dave's LFC chat on the chat there, and he is looking for a ticket for Saturday. If anybody can hook him up, get in touch with him at Dave's LFC chats because I'd help anyone out that's looking for a ticket but I will genuinely tell you that two lads off the podcast are gone are booked everything to go to Liverpool on Saturday to watch Leicester <clears throat> they've been let down today with, with tickets they've actually from what I can make out they've paid a guy and the tickets haven't showed up so they've been a bit stung so if anyone knows of two spares or three including Dave's LFC chats please get in contact with us at LFC Day Trippers LFC daytrippers at gmail.com if we can try sort these lads out they are traveling to liverpool i think they've been stung for these tickets and they're still going to travel so anyone know any spares going please let us know and we will be forever grateful damo thanks a million for joining me it's been a pleasure as always take it easy mate take it easy pal that's been the fatback for daily i hope you've enjoyed it liverpool are back on track in the champions league forget the fact you can see the three because we scored four over and out so let's say you're into yoga or pilates or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. 
with whole fruits and organic veggies plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 